0: Here's Pastor Ryan.
1: And I say that that just wasn't me. That's the Holy Spirit, period. And I have seen time and time again, the Holy Spirit give what's needed at that specific time. And, And I wish it was just all the time, but it's not. If you're seeking the Lord and I'm seeking the Lord and we're spending our time with the Lord and we're reading our Bibles, the Holy Spirit will give you what you need to minister to someone, help them figure out their problems. And that's how God has established it. But unfortunately, you get, you know, and so I'm bummed out when like a couple who has been married for some time and they just keep bumping heads. Both of them are believers and they wait way too long before they get a a minister involved, way too long. And it's just a big cleanup. And, you know, um, we all need a little maintenance from time to time. Of course and I have had counsel in our in our marriage and we've been married 19 years and so my pastor we just put him on speaker we put it <laughs> he just starts checking us both in love you know starts he's that third voice you need another voice sometimes well the church provides that and again like I get bummed out when people don't work things out when they should through the church people really forget that the temple is the place that god provides and stuff so make us work make us work we're here for you especially if you if like this is your home church you know it's like i need a better heart to minister and counsel to folks that this isn't their home church they just come for counsel and they bounce you know but i'm here for that as well i'm just being honest with you that it's it's my pleasure to minister to to the family that's here at sweet hills you know that uh this is your home church. If there's anything that the Lord can help you through us, um, you'll be surprised. Jeremiah 3.15. Pleasantly surprised. It says, And I will give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Jeremiah 3.15. That's just biblical stuff right there for a Wednesday night. I think that as... Um, things get ironed out between disputes, I also believe that when a person has a dispute within their own heart, towards God, towards the church, towards society, towards whatever is going on, and that when they have a dispute within themselves, they're just not at peace, they're bitter, they're bummed out, they're, they, I, I believe, I just think that even that when they come to God's house, you'd be surprised how many people's Disputes with their own hearts get settled in this place. It's crazy. It happens. It happens. And, and, and they come to realize that the reason why they had so many disputes, the reason why things were not right in their heart, the reason why uh, they were having such difficulty with, the, with everything that's going on in the world, is because they hadn't visited this place. There's something about this place. And I mean every church that honors God's word, not just Sweet Hills. I mean any church that really honors this book, honors the name of Jesus. When you go there, you can expect to have, you know, the disputes of your own heart ironed out. Psalm 73 is the perfect illustration to that. A psalm written by Asaph, uh, where he says in verses 2 through 6, But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped, for I was envious of the boastful when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no pangs in their death, but their strength is firm; they are not in trouble as other men, nor are they played like other men so his his view his his um, his opinion of of wicked man was that they're prospering, they're having fun, they're, they, there's no pangs in their death, there's no plague amongst them, and look at how great they're doing. He goes on in verse twelve to say, "Behold, these are the ungodly who are always at ease. They increase in riches. Surely I, ha- I have cleansed my heart in vain." It's almost like he's saying, like as a believer, uh, like I'm a believer in vain because 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 uh, of, of look at them and washed my hands and innocent for all day long I have been plagued and chastened every morning so here's a a believer who's going through problems and he looks at the world and he's saying look at them they haven't made and that's why the bible says don't fret concerning evildoers right but then he says in verse 16 of that psalm when I thought how to understand this it was too painful for me until I went into the sanctuary of God then I understood their end. Surely you set them in slippery places. You cast them down to destruction. Oh, how they are brought to desolation, as in a moment they are utterly consumed with terrors. And that's the truth, my friends. When you come here, you get clear perspective because of the word. You, whatever dispute you have with your, oh, the world, oh, no, this is unfair, that's unfair. You come here, and God's like, boom, you're good, you're going to heaven. One day they're going to burn. Pray for them. You know what I mean. That that perspective comes. So it's not just disputes amongst people, but amongst even ourselves. Our hearts are desperately wicked. Who can know it? Amen. And so back to our text, which is way in the front. Um, all right, verse twenty-four. Or if your people Israel are defeated before an enemy because they have sinned against you and return and confess your name and pray and make supplication before you in this temple, then hear from heaven and forgive the sin of your people Israel and bring them back to the land which you gave to them and their fathers. And so here's like just an amazing like like. Prophetic truth that Solomon says, like if if Israel is defeated before an enemy because they've sinned against you. In other words, you know, the idea is that their victories, their strength against the enemies is God and their obedience towards his word. Right. But if they, they turn from the Lord, then God divinely judges them by allowing their enemies to run over them. And, you know, with Christianity, like we have the Holy Spirit in us to help us in our weakness. But it is it is true that if we abide in Christ and we say no to the flesh daily and say, Lord, your will be done, not my will. We say no to ourselves and yes to God. Trust me, nothing can touch us. But it's when we... We dabble with sin or we neglect our time with the Lord or you know just pull away a bit. And then the enemy, it's like we've opened the door for him, we've given him a foothold to be begin to mess with us when otherwise he would have been blocked off. Hedge of protection kind of not there because why. Because Jesus said, if you abide in me and I in you, you shall bear much fruit, but without me you can do nothing. The Bible says, stronger is he who is in you than he who is in the world. But if we neglect he who is in us, the Lord, you know, the enemy starts, you know, getting punches in. Boom! Whoa, Where'd that? and hopefully it drives you right back like he's saying if if Israel is defeated before her enemies if they cry out to you forgive that's what we do we we forgive because Jesus came to dis, to really put the enemy at bay like what he told Pilate you would have no power unless it had been given to you by my father in heaven you don't want to give an inch to the enemy Proverbs 16, 7 says that when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. It's not that we don't, you know, have pressure from the enemy. It's not that we don't have pressure from the world or, or our flesh. It's just that, boy, when we seek God, things seem to work out, don't they? They just do. Your whole day changes. Your whole morning can change. Your whole afternoon. He's such a, he's a redeemer of our hours, of our day. And, and of like days where we blow it in the flesh. Or, or we just sense the enemy's attacks upon us. And he just, he just squares things away. And you feel that peace. You know. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> verse 26 when the heavens are shut up and there is no rain because they have sinned against you when they pray toward this place and confess your name and turn from their sin because the, you afflict them then hear in heaven and forgive the sin of your servants your people Israel that you may teach them the good way in which they should walk and send rain on your land which you have given to your people as an inheritance. Let's say you were in let's say you were at Harvard or MIT and you're a student there. You had a rich uncle that paid for you to go there or something. And the topic in front of all of your classmates and the professor brings up climate change. And word got out that you believe that God has something to do with the weather how would they despise you how would they mock you do you know time and again God stops rain as divine judgment upon his people I mean where does that factor in and why do the climate changers keep buying mansions on the coast if we're supposed to be flooded out in the year 2000? It's 2022 now. Because they, pro- they, they predicted that like in the 70s, that in the year 2000, the, all the major cities in our country would be underwater. Or at least the ones on the coasts. But they are buying houses on the beach, just check out where they live Um, yeah, God has something to do with the weather don't He? He does, He does, He uses it for judgment, for whatever Um, and so, it hurts for various reasons obviously, um, water um, crops Uh, coolness I guess (laughs) a growth of of trees and everything else but it really has to do with their provisions right God's withholding rain for an agricultural people of his like if you turn from me I'll just withhold the rain not because he's a mean bad God but God loves his children and he chastens them like we do our children when they need to be disciplined and he'll, he'll just withhold the rain and you know figure out what you're going to eat on your own since you don't need God, right? And that's the thing. And then they, oh, they come to their senses. There's no food, you know. And, um, but when they cry out, then Lord send the rain. And I think even with our provisions, God, I know for a fact, God has used, used provisions in my life to get a hold of me from time to time you know what I'm saying? especially in my early walk with the Lord like in giving tithes and offerings like no can do Lord, no can do broke and the Lord's like it's a faith thing Ryan I know you're broke son but can I provide the rain? yes or no (laughs) I remember those days and just giving not cheerfully and being bummed out about it and God teaching me some things about money that it really has a grip on on me as far as fear doubt um... joy you know when you get paid on Friday man everyone's like in a better mood period. And I don't care what field you're in, everyone's happy on the payday. You know. But I learned, to, I learned to do my budget differently. One, tithe. Two, rent, mortgage. Three, and so on and so forth. And, and let God work that out in me and then I started going to job interviews and they hired me like I knew what I was doing but I didn't know what I was doing because God gave me favor I still don't know what I'm doing and, that, and I'm, I'm here because he's a God who blesses he blesses and he equips and he opens doors I, I started climbing the ladder at Caltrans without a degree and the job that I had when I left to be full time you need a you need a degree to get that job today. I couldn't get my old job; I'd have to go back to school, even though I did it for twelve years or whatever. You know that position, anyway. So, uh, moral of the story is our provisions are are really tied in to our obedience. You know, and um, you know a lot of people like to point their fingers at at wealthy people. Look at all the toys they have and all the mansions and everything. They're so greedy. Can't they share it with everybody else? And God asks us for one dollar for every 10 bucks, and we're just like. We can't tell, we can't call other people that man. It, it's poor people can be greedy too. I'm from the hood, I'm telling you from the body, I've seen it. You know, for a Kit Kat bar. The Lord the Bible says, "If for a piece of bread, man will transgress, so anyhow, Lord, make it rain, I guess, right and then um, verse twenty eight we'll finish up here when there is famine in the land, pestilence or blight. you know what blight is? blight is a word I never use, but what it means it's some form of plant disease any form of plant disease okay so it's blight pestilence uh, mildew locusts grasshoppers anything that's going to eat up or destroy the crops when that happens when their enemies besiege them in the land of their cities like when they are trapped besieged in their cities whatever plague or whatever sickness there is whatever COVID-19 2021 whatever Whatever prayer, whatever supplication is made by anyone or by all your people Israel, when each one knows his own burden and his own grief and spreads out his hands to this temple, then hear from heaven your dwelling place and forgive and give to everyone according to all his ways, whose heart you know, for you alone know the hearts of the sons of men, that they may fear you. To walk in your ways as long as we live in the land which you gave to our fathers like when these things happen when these bad things happen god is giving all of us the remedy for those things some of its judgment on some people and we're just kind of in the way of it whatever we don't always know why bad things are happening but the remedy is definitely that we pray both individually, or he, like he said here, or all your people, Israel. We pray, but we keep continuing. We, they're, they're, it's about the temple. You keep coming to the temple. So, this winter, when they try to scare everybody to stay away, you know, take your precautions, but still come. Still come. Because God's remedy is that we pray towards this place, come to this place, continue to fellowship. And then, and continue to pray and to know that your prayers are effective. It's not just us saying this. It's effective. Turn with me to James mm-hmm. chapter 5, verse 13, James 5. You give me an amen once you're there. Is any among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. I'm wondering, man, how many people would would have been you know, protected and healed during the two years being gone had they really been praying and, and, and really with others praying still, you know, with precaution, you know, not being foolish. I don't want anybody who's contagious coming to church at all. But I'm saying like contagious period is, contagious period is over. Let someone lay hands on you. Or before you even get sick, let someone lay hands on you and pray for you that you don't get sick. The effective, f- fervent prayer of the righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man like you, with a nature like us. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. Electrical cars, that's, that, that's the solution. That's what they're saying today. That's the solution. And here, one man, one man, God listened to that one man, and it did not rain for three years. That's, that's crazy. It did not rain on the land for three years and six months, three and a half, and he prayed again again. And the heaven gave rain and the earth produced its fruit by which we were talking about. There is a provision. There's the fruits. The fig trees and the cherry trees and everything just started back up again. Because the blessings of the land have to do with the people who are praying in it or not praying in it. Man, God is still on the throne. And that's what the clouds are there for, the hills. We look to the hills from where our help comes from. Our help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. i got to look above all this mess to the Lord. And I see that, and my faith begins to grow. Oh my goodness. You know? And so, be blessed. Father, we thank you for your word. It's, It's rich in that it instructs us and gives us who are simple knowledge and wisdom help us to apply your word Lord help us to live for you help us to look upon your house this church as a place of healing and where prayers are answered but Lord search our hearts take away sin Lord so easily in snares. You say in your word that if a husband mistreats his wife, that he needs to repent or his prayers will be hindered. They're just going to bounce off the ceiling, come smack him in the face. So sin does hold back a positive response from you. So help us to daily surrender to you and confess our sins so that we can be healed, forgiven, so that you can do mighty works in our life. Well, all heads are about, if there's anybody here who needs to give their life to Jesus, we want to give you that option. Because we care about you. Hell is a real place where you're separated from everybody. And you live for eternity in torture. We don't want that for you. Jesus provided a way out. He loves you, and that's what he did. He died for you. Is there anybody here who needs to give their life to the Lord? Father, we thank you again. May you bless our time tonight. May the kids get good rest as they're going to be heading back to school soon. Or For those that are going back, bless our families and our church. Bring healing, bring strength, bring courage. For those watching, may you bless them as well. And give them, Lord, just a desire for your truth, for your word, to study it every day and to live it, apply it. For you bless those who keep your
0: word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicholas Street in Bandy, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills.
2: We don't